is where the magic happens. Hi, I'm Angela. I'm uh, currently not jet-setting anymore and a witch and a psychic. <laughs> currently not jet-setting, which would mean you're homesteading or what are you doing? I'm, homeste oh, I'm homesteading so hard. Yes, I'm homesteading. And uh, hi, my name is Ryan. Uh, welcome. This is the first time we've recorded via like long distance technology because I am currently in Ohio before I am traveling uh, around to other places. And so we and I'm, were, yeah. Yeah, homesteading in LA, as many homesteaders do. <laughs> yeah, and so you're you're back in the you're back in the pad, and oh, I'm yes. I'm floating I'm floating out of my the trunk of my car right now. And and we haven't even seen each other in a month and a half. So because we right, it's been a month and a half. Yeah, because you were gone, and then I and then I'm yeah, gone for another and I'm gone for another couple of weeks uh, before Damn. I even get back in. So well, um, a lot's Ryan, happened. A lot has happened. A lot has happened. Um, I have presents for you from a variety of places that are not in America. Oh, um, this is exciting. Yes, and I experienced a bit of a vision quest, but without the drugs and the self-torture. Oh, 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 because, see, that's the thing. Maybe it's because I was raised Catholic, but the thing about the vision quest that always kind of... I don't know, maybe it's got like sadistically appealed to me is the like the self-torture aspect of it, like depriving oneself and then like, you know, yep. feeling anguish and stuff. But especially um, what you've just described is the all natural like vision quest where it's truly your mind and maybe because um, I've heard people you can get there through like through fasting techniques yeah. uh, and things well, like that. But so tell me I about it. Oh my God. Ugh, I don't even know where to begin. Honestly, so much, so much has happened. Um, I, ugh, okay. So, um, I went to England. I went to this, God, it's so vast. Seriously. I worked, I did a bunch of work with Sarah. I saw a lot of Sarah after you and I said goodbye for a month and a half. And, um, she is amazing. I journeyed with her and my, oh God, let's just start there. My power animal, so Tomcat, his job, you know, the Chihuahua power animal that we discovered a couple weeks ago, his job is to protect my heart and bring true love to me. Well, apparently we have multiple power animals. And did I already tell you about the dragon? I feel like I texted you this. Yeah, I, I mean, was, you texted, you You definitely yeah. referenced dragon so to me. I couldn't, I was, like, that's not something someone forgets, really. Like. <laughs> Did you so, ever uh, mention a dragon and, to me? Yeah, no, you definitely it's like, did. It's like right before Game of Thrones ends and I'm reading about fairies and how people can manifest dragons and like the work you have to do to manifest a dragon. And I read about it and I'm like, I want a dragon. That is it. I want a dragon. And I was doing uh, sex magic for one <laughs> the, the very next night and boom, a dragon like peered in at me like used its eye to look super closely into my eyes and it was red okay, I'm glad beautiful. you I, I didn't know where I didn't know what that dragon was coming in to no, see no and at <laughs> first well at first I was like I was like because I was doing sex magic for you know partnership which is coming um probably in July and um I was like, is that his power animal? Then I saw Sarah the next day and she's like, no, I'm pretty sure that dragon is yours. And I was like, what? And she goes, how long, how long, how much time passed when you wanted it that you got it? And I said, like, a, 
a day. And she goes, I tell you all the time, you're a master manifester. And I said, you never tell me that. And she's like, you're a master manifester. <laughs> so, so I manifested a dragon, but then I went on this crazy, crazy fucking bonkers shaman journeying with Sarah and Sam, her partner. Um, they came to LA and they, they, that it is was, crazy though. Real quick, before you talk about the shamanistic journey, uh-huh. the, uh, the, the idea that like you thought that someone's power animal <laughs> was like peeping, <laughs> like a, we're talking basically a peeping well, power animal here. Yeah. Well, I'm masturbating. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I call it, I call it beltaining now I, cause I, Oh, I did that too. I beltaned so hard, Ryan. That was the day. <laughs> Beltane was the day that I was flying to the UK and I took all my old wedding and engagement rings, except one because I picked it out and technically it's mine. And that's my ring. Anyway, um, he never even touched it. Like maybe accidentally once or twice when he held my hand, but that's my ring. And I kept that, but I had like, God, I don't know, seven engagement wedding rings. I don't even know how many fucking stupid rings since I was 16. I've been getting engagement rings because that's the Sagittarius way. We are the fool stepping off the cliff. So I took all these rings to my magical land where there were many crows and grackles. I masturbated a little bit in daylight uh, behind a tree, um, but there are neighbors, so um, couldn't totally beltane. But I left all this stuff there and said, I released this uh, into the world, blah, blah, blah. I want a partner who is my equal and um, most importantly is as strong or stronger than I am because I've never had that. So um, I haven't been back to the land, but I assume those crows and grackles took all the rings and all the other bullshit that I had been gathering for them. So that happened. Then um, I, I, I journeyed with Sarah um, right before that. I don't know how I'm getting so off topic. Um, but uh, she she like has you, you know what? It's too vast to go into. Another time I will talk about the, the shaman journey. But um in my meeting with Sarah and, and she, I know she told you about that book too. The, um, the book about ghosts and exercising. Let me look at it. It's actually next to my bed. I'm going to start reading it tonight. Um, yes. Possessed by ghosts by Wanda Pretnicka. She said she emailed this to you. Do you know what I'm talking about? What Um, Sarah sent? I believe so. I, I'm, I'm trying to remember specifically because I just had a correspondence with her. That's like, Cloud oh, yeah, that's right. Past memory of her, but well, or, or of the books, but yeah, okay. So, the name of the book is what? Uh, oh, shit, I already walked away from it. Uh, just rewind it. I, I, <laughs> I cannot rewind like, as we're recording. Um, just like possessed, <laughs> possessed by ghosts. Oh, there's an extra title Exorcism, Exorcisms in the 21st Century. Ooh, that's um, yeah, that does, yeah, really it's it's amazing. So, Sarah was like, um, your job, or she's like, because she's really been putting pressure on me to um, be sober. Great news. I am. I am totally decalcifying my pineal gland, and I invite others to do it with me. Um, if you're into this at all, I um, there's a whole process, and we can start going through that in upcoming episodes, too, and have check-ins about pineal gland, because you have to decalcify and reactivate it, which I you know, the overachiever, I like to believe I am, I am doing both at once. And it is fucking crazy. I get up at 6am now, Ryan, that's for my pineal gland. It Holy sucks. smokes. Like, yep, there's like a, um, well, it's interesting because this like directly correlates also to 
like a new way of thinking for me when it comes to, I mean, it's not something I developed, but it was, you know, because of information I've gotten from some interesting people I've chatted with about like, you know, paranormal investigating and like how it's good to like before, like, and I'm getting ready to go on a big investigation here in a few days. So it's like, you know, no meat, no refined sugars, no alcohol, trying to cut out caffeine, like, you know, really trying to be an antenna. Oh Uh, yeah. And that's, it's, it's essentially the same thing. And like the difference, Different benefits you have from doing this well, are are very are whole, vast. Ryan, I gotta stare into the sun. I have to stare into the well, sun. Well, can we talk now, about that for a second? Well, yes. I don't know if we want to get into this because that is technically people call that sun gazing. And yes. I do want to let people there know there are safe times to do it. That, and we're not well, doctors, yeah. so don't and, do it don't do it unless you talk to a doctor because we don't want to get sued. Yeah, but, because and I've also talked to someone who has um who has done this at quote unquote the safe times uh-huh. and they their eyesight was affected by it in a negative oh, way. Shit. So I do want to warn people when well, it comes I to the sun gazing. <laughs> well <laughs> the, the idea is that people build up their tolerance for it slowly but surely over time. And so you just have to make sure you don't come out of the gate too strong with it. But at the same time, I do not um, I wouldn't go on the record. This is recommend I'm not doing it anymore. I All wouldn't right. recommend I'm, it but, to people. But Ryan, did they do it the right way? Because you're supposed to do it the the first hour of sunrise. Oh yeah, yes, they did it. Oh, they didn't they did just it. go okay. out there and stare at the sun. All right. Well, then I'm not doing that anymore. But, but different I, people have different eyes. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, that's true. Mine are already pretty rotten. I mean, I did the 23 and Me. I don't think we talked about this. Uh, well, when did I get that? I am ninety-eight percent Euro trash, and two percent, two percent Iberian. Iberian. Which is so you're ninety-eight um, percent house music. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> ew, oh, and two percent world music. Yeah, yeah. So there's like a. Yeah, like, yeah, know, that's and my, then like, uh, but like every once in a while in the track you hear my sub bass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's uh, like Anya. Isn't Anya the one with the castle and all the cats? Isn't I think that so. Anya? Someone I think tell so. me. It's Canada, right? Um, yeah. So yeah. What else was I saying about that? Why okay, wait, I wait. I interrupted There's you because so I was like, because you. you were talking about decalcifying the pineal gland. Yeah, I, I did want to interject there just because I do have some experience with the sun gazing thing because I've oh yeah yeah gone yeah. through the decalcification um, process before. And yeah, it is that is the one step out of all of the steps because if you read the whole list of steps, which I think you're probably it sounds like you're going yes. to get into. Oh, big time. Um, it's all like, oh, this, yeah, this is great. Oh, yeah, oh, this makes sense. Oh, yeah, this is going to be very healthy for me. And then, and then, this the, then there's the, the sun. sun. Gaze. Yeah, then there's yeah. the stare at the sun part, which is, um, which is, you know, a little bit questionable to say the least. Yeah, and it's like a cult, you know, in the beginning, you're like, wow, we're all hugging, we're all accepting, we're singing songs. And, and then it's like, and now we all have group sex. <laughs> like, exactly. And then you get it. into, and then like, it's a really short hop from sun gazing yeah. to being a breatharian, which I'm sure you've heard of the breatharians. <laughs> the people Wait, who, I, you don't know who the breatharians are? I know. Are. What is that? Breatharians are, if I'm not mistaken, uh, these are people who sustain themselves solely on breathing. Um, and and also like the sun. So they don't need any, they don't need any sustenance outside of those. I just read about them. They're, they're pineal gland people too. Yeah. And that's, 
and I know that there's research that says it can happen. And no, thank you. I'm I'm an eleven slash thirty three. I'm not here for that shit. Um, okay, but okay, I have to tell you. I have to tell you. So so I had a dragon. Oh, that's um, right. We were at the dragon. Sarah, yes. Sarah and I had an amazing session. Um, I want to say thank you to everybody who told me about uh, Chaseberry. I have had, I'm on my first day of my normal period right now. Thank you very much. And it's a new moon today. Uh, when you listen to this, you'll still be reaping the benefits of this new moon. This is like a super lucky new moon. And I woke up to a fucked world today, which we touched on briefly. Nobody needs to know about. But yeah, my world is fucked at the moment. I am going to unfuck my life in the next upcoming days, as soon as this moon breaks. Um, but, um, where was I? The Sarah thing. Okay. So Sarah actually did an amazing healing on me, which I'll talk about another time. I saw some crazy shit, had a volcano that lives inside of me and turned into a pyramid before my eyes, which I think is best case scenario. Um, and I have been, yeah, bleeding totally normal since then. And that was the focus. She told me that the, the eternal bleeding was, uh, you know, my whole relationship with my dad, which I'm still, I mean, I'll work on that for the rest of my life. But, um, the big thing that we Wait, got to, to be clear here, and I know I'm cutting you off as, you know, but I, as per I our, our normal relationship, like yes. per usual for you, you didn't really have normal, normal cycles. Is this, is this no. what we're talking about here? Yeah. Which is why, yeah. Which is why I suppressed my period for most of my life and didn't even really have it by taking the pill, which I can't wait to see how that's fucked me up. Um, but now I, I ovulated and I was like, I felt so beautiful and I smelled different, good, but like animal and men were smelling me. And, and I remembered this because I haven't always like been men were just walking up to you on the street. And like, <laughs> men were like, <laughs> Oh, for starters, <laughs> Americans, uh, you know what? If like you're going through a breakup, and you're, you just want to feel good about yourself, go to the UK. Cause we are treated so well by those, not by everybody. There are a lot of people who try to pick fights with me about Donald Trump, like old men in the pub. Basically I was living in a pub. I was living in my aunt's pub. It was, it was insane. Um, I hosted that pub quiz and it was all about witch stuff. And now I can't wait to do that again. If anybody needs a, a witchy pub quiz, I'm more than happy to turn out. Um, but so, um, I want to tell you though. Okay. So the thing I saw with Sarah, um, the, the journeying, everything I, she told me in that, that session we had and the session she kept, she kept, she keeps making this stuff and I love this. And this is great because then it also takes all the, all the stuff off, like the dumb things I want to talk about when I go in, you know, which is like love will come when it comes, who cares? Um, but she is really mentoring me in this beautiful way that I, um, so I feel just so blessed that she loves me and will do this, but she is like, you're here to be this. You're here to empower people. This is your job. So, um, she tells me in that session, she asks me about my female cat and Rue, my little black cat, who was the first cat. Um, she, she says she sleeps here, huh? Across your throat and, and across your chest. And I was like, yeah. And she said, that cat is magical. There's something special about that cat. And I was like, yeah, duh. She's my familiar. And she's like, no, it's more than that. She told me Rue has been absorbing my thyroid, uh, issues. And that's why I don't have any, but that's great. But I have to play with her and exercise her so that she can release them. But she told me Rue is something not of this world and bigger than a familiar, you know, familiars are, are still animals. Um, 
with magnificent special souls that are superior to humans, just to be clear. Um, but I journeyed with Sarah and Sam and during the journeying, I saw the craziest shit of my life. I mean, it was so easy. It was just drums. She just had a drum. She sent me the link. I tried to journey in the bathtub and I was thinking about you and Renee making fun of me because I won't drown, but I couldn't do it because I'm too uptight and I'm scared I'll drown in the bathtub. I had a bathtub in England, so I took baths like every night. Um, but during the journeying, I saw a billion dragons. I saw all different dragons. And some of them were like anime, like big eyelashes and crazy stuff. Some of them, and Sarah's very adamant about this. And she said, reptiles make her nervous because they're often evil, whatever. Um, but when it shows its teeth, if its teeth are sharp and it's showing them, it's probably not great. I did have a few show me their teeth. I'm okay with that. Um, I also saw Hakate again. Um, can't wait to, I have to, uh, like, I'm, I'm in the middle of uh, redoing the house, which is perfect timing because um, it's Vistalia right now, which we'll talk about at the end. We're doing an actual magic corner with a magical thing you can do at the end of the podcast. Um, so I'm, I'm totally throwing away everything. I came back and I'm purge hungry um, from, from this trip. But I have crazy clarity. So I see all these dragons. Um, then I see this black kitten. And she turns into everything, every animal. I actually asked Hakate, what is this? Because uh, I wasn't, it wasn't moving fast enough. And I, I, I know that you're not really supposed to just call on them like that. But I did. And she showed me. And it was Rue. And she turned into every animal under the sun, including dragons. And uh, I don't know how to use this yet. I absolutely believe that my cat is something from another world. And uh, that's new. But then I leave I go, I beltaned on my land, gave all my rings up, crows, grackles, go to England. And I had journeyed only once before with um, Kat in Casadega. If anybody ever gets the opportunity to do this, do this. Um, we saw a lot of stuff. It was supposed to be past life regression. It turned out to be a lot of other things. But one of my past lives, um, and I, I think... I don't, I think I've told you this, maybe not. I worked as a crow in the land of the dead and I shepherded in lost souls. And I did this for a very long time. Um, many moons, forever ago. Um, cat was with me in all of this. And at one point when we first started and we went to my house where I lived in my last lifetime, which is now very renovated. It was quite nice. Actually. Um, I had a hard time moving through it cause we just got there and she turned me into a cat. And that sounds crazy, but I was a cat. And as a cat, I walked better. So we're going through all these different lifetimes. It's at the end. We've been doing this for two hours now. I see this green light. We're in, I want to say Germany at this point, um, in a house that I was murdered in as a child. And I was blind. It was horrible. But uh, we leave the house and I see this green light and I go into it. And Kat comes with me, but once I pass the light, I've turned into a crow. She cannot keep up with me. And I say to her, and this is very strange to say in any context, let alone journeying, but um, I say, turn yourself into a spider, spin a web, and get on my back. So she does this. 
we go into the land of the dead and there are layers of bones and a waterfall. And it's like the earth is cut where the waterfall is and you just see these layers of bones, but it's not evil. It's not wrong. It's just what happens. We just need to be buried enough with like all the fucking formaldehyde. And I fly down to an Egyptian who is leathered and old and has red eyes like my dragon. And he's wearing a long loincloth and he's got his little scepter and I have crow vision. I see things like a crow. Um, I, I, I'm seeing his lips move and I don't know what he's saying. I can't hear his words, but I, I know we know each other and I see him reach over my back and grab cat and throw her. And she says, we're holding hands and we're just like in a meditative state. She says, he just threw me off your back. And I was like, I saw. And she goes, he doesn't want me to hear what he's telling you. He's telling me something very secretive. He puts this tiny scroll in my beak and it has a little red ribbon around it. I, I get it and I leave. I fly back up and Kat's like, wait for me, wait for me. And I don't know what she turned herself into to get out. But um, she had a really hard time. I forgot about this, even passing through the green light. But then she gets out. She sees me. I have laid out the scroll and it's like, it looks like music box music and hieroglyphics. And I'm reading it. I get to the end and it's the eye of Horus and it pops up, up out of the scroll and a ruby ring shoots out of it. And I put the ruby ring on my talon. I turn back into myself and I come right back to my body and I'm like, we're done. That's, that was the whole point of this. And she's freaking out and she's like, you just got a gift in the land of the dead. And now that happened a couple years ago that I went and I saw my cousin, Katie, who is one of my uh, truest companions in all lifetimes. She, she's, I just had like the most amazing trip with her. Um, she's at the bar. She has just seen Doreen. Her life has changed forever as well. This is the first time she'd ever been to Casadega. And I tell her this, um, just a few days later, Katie flies to the pub in, it's called Cross Keys. It's in Chatteris, England. If you go there, you should go there. It's one of the most haunted in pubs in England, but my aunt and her husband own it. And it is so lovely. I am, I, it was the most special place. I don't know the last time I felt this kind of energy from a space, but we get there the very first day. Katie had sent me this photograph before because she got there just a few days after I journeyed in this bizarre way. And they put her in one of the most haunted rooms in the hotel. It's the attic room. She sent me this photo. It's a stained glass window. And the image in it is a crow talking to a spider. And we, and it was always like this thing, like, wow, that this is like a spot on the map. Like there's something about this place. I get there just recently, uh, um, like a month ago, uh, first day we go up to the room as we're walking upstairs, I feel so much activity. The, the one side of the hotel is old. It's very haunted. The other side of the hotel is quote unquote new, still super old. The one side is full of ghosts. The other side is full of fae. It is such a potent place. Nothing in there is evil. You see orbs everywhere. Um, David, my, my aunt's husband set up all these, uh, CCTV cameras. He sees orbs all day long floating through the place. So we go up, we see the window. I'm freaking out. It's like, holy crap. This is like this. This is the path I'm on. This is, there's something that's coming after that. We went to the Knights of Tomar, right? No, Knights of Tomar in Portugal, the castle. 
we walk in, there were so many crazy things that happened on this trip. I mean, I connected with, um, my cousin who passed away. I hadn't heard from him in a while. He, we all connected with him in a big way. We went to the spiritualist church and a medium saw my fairies. Um, I came home with more fairies, but we go to this Knights of Tomar castle. We walk in. The very first thing I see is not just a closet, but the closet. The first vision I ever had with Sarah, where if you guys remember this um, from like the first or second podcast we did, there's a, there's a closet with stacks of, it's like a marble closet, stacks of porcelain masks, and they're the a man's face all grimacing. Now, at the time, I thought that was my dad. I thought those masks were my dad. Later, I uh, would see myself later. I knew it was me, but it was the same. It was a man wearing the mask on a throne. Um, well, yeah, I mean a throne. It was like a big marble grand thing. Um, all white, same as before, but now he's wearing it and the mask was just peaceful and restful. And I realized it was me. Those masks were mine. That was much later. But so I see the closet and I think this is crazy. This is crazy. This looks just at first. I'm just like, what a crazy coincidence. I did not take a picture. I thought there would be more of these closets everywhere. I just thought, I don't know. I took it for granted. Um, it's hard sometimes to get messages. Later, we're all over this castle. We've split up. I walk into a room. My aunt is sitting there. My other aunt, um, not the one who owns the inn, uh, one who one who lives in a church, uh, is not religious, but lives in a church in Pennsylvania. Listens to our podcast. She told me that she was like, "I didn't know all the sex stuff. That was weird." But um, <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Great, good." So, so she. Well, yeah, I mean, I, it kind of makes sense that she didn't. Uh, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was like maybe you shouldn't listen, but <laughs> no, I love it. It was really great. So, um, so she's sitting in this room and I walk in and we've always called each other girlfriend ever since I was a little baby girl. And I walk in, she's like, Hey, little girlfriend, I just saw a ghost walk into that closet and there's a different closet now, not, not the same. And, um, I think she, cause she had taken photos, there were orbs in some of the pictures, but I walk in and it's nice and cool in this room and we just hang out for a minute. My Katie comes in, my other family members start coming in. I look up at the ceiling and I have a photo of this. I'm going to post it after we air this on Monday or Wednesday. Uh, I, I look up. It's the man I saw who was me in that throne with the mask. But in this image that's on the ceiling, the mask is coming off his face. It's like mid demasking. And I was like, what the hell does that mean? What does that mean? It was so bizarre. The whole thing, because then I'm starting to like put things together. Like, okay, well, uh, the mask was peaceful when I saw it before. Do I put them? Do I put the bad ones back on? Then we're in Portugal. We just lost my cousin Danny um, in October. God, I'm not, I'm only getting emotional because now I'm like seeing all these people. Um, we just lost him, and I haven't talked a lot about it. But it was very strange. He died very unexpectedly of a brain aneurysm almost exactly one year to the day that his girlfriend died of a brain aneurysm. Oh Neither gosh. of them were candidates for brain aneurysms. They just dropped, he, she died in his arms and then oh. like his sister found him and he was not gone yet, but it was so hard and it's been so hard. And I think I was, I, because I, I didn't, I didn't go home cause we lost him so quickly. I went home for the memorial 
But his mom and I had this incredible reconnection. I did not realize how fragmented my family had become for me. That she and I just like, like she's a Leo and she is a bitch. And I do not use that word as an insult. And I just saw, like I saw, I saw who I am, who I'm meant to be in her. But what was really strange, my grandfather who died, he started talking to me right before this trip. And this blew my mind. Um, but I, and I'm like, am I a medium now? Who knows? We'll see. Who knows? I have a gift from the land of the dead that I don't know how to access yet. So he talked to me and I felt him very strongly for the first time in over a decade. And my grandfather and I had issues. Now he was a good man. A uh, real weird story about maybe he murdered people. Uh, you know, who knows? Wait, what? wait, 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 wait. So yeah. is this, who is the uh, grandfather on whose I side don't think here? I, this is my, this is my mom's side. And, uh, maybe this, it, there was a really horrible traumatic night that I witnessed and, uh, my family will not talk about this. Um, I will write about it someday. Uh, probably can't talk about it on the podcast, but, okay, um, yeah. Okay. So yeah, we'll move but, on. From but this. yeah. So, um, so he and I, we were very estranged and, um, but he was, he was a good, hardworking, generous man. Well, he and I have reconciled, uh, now and I call on him and I've been calling on all my ancestors a lot. So I felt him so much. Like I forgot what he felt like, but I saw him in my aunt Becky. Like I couldn't, unsee him. I couldn't, I, I, it was like, I, it all came back. So this whole, like lately I've really been trying to work on my ancestor stuff and man, it was like right in front of me. So she is mourning her son every day, every day. And she, I have to say, like, I didn't know what, what good morning looks like. This is how you do it. I mean, talk about him, talk to him. And we all will like break down together. And and it was, it was, it was like necessary in a way I did not expect. So I didn't even go to Italy. I stayed in England the whole time. Um, and this one night in Portugal, I wake up at 5am and, uh, I go to the bathroom and I'm just like, Oh God, is this one of those times when I wake up and I can't go back to sleep? I'm lying in bed and I have this clear shot. She rented this gorgeous, big pink estate for us. It was so generous. I have this clear shot through sliding glass doors off my balcony into the street and I'm lying in bed and it's dark. I have a tiny little nightlight on next to me across the street. I see something and it's glowing orange and it's floating and flying like a butterfly. Now, Katie, Danny's sister planted this little memorial garden she's had a ton of caterpillars and she said she never had caterpillars before. She could never attract them. She's always been trying to attract these butterflies. She believes that Danny comes to her in the form of monarch butterflies. And I thought that was so beautiful and probably true. I turn off my nightlight and Ryan, I was absolutely hypnotized. I got out of my bed and I walked to the sliding glass door and it was pure dark. It was not of this world. It was real. It wasn't a vision. If anybody else had been there, they would have been able to see it. It was a giant, bright, like glowing orange butterfly, but lit, lit up. And it was so happy. It looked like, like a Muppet butterfly. Like it was just like flopping around and like so giddy. 
there was no light to reflect off of it. And I'm watching it and I'm just standing there and I'm like, I, I knew it knew I saw it. I knew it. It wanted me to see it. And then I realized, film this, you dumbass. And I go to get my phone. I come back. It sees my phone and it flies behind this house across the street. Well, I, I, I just, I, I couldn't go to sleep. I went out on the balcony and I wrote and I watched the sunrise and I stretched and I sang and I was just full of this joy and love. And then I go down to the kitchen. Every woman in my family woke up at 5 a.m. And they were all awake all morning and we were all being quiet thinking everyone else was asleep and nobody knew why. And I just broke down. Like I, I told them what I saw and my aunt immediately was like, do you think it was Danny? And I was like, well, duh, like what else could it, (laughs) who else could it be? But he was with us so much. It was just, I I don't know yet what, what all this is going to serve, but, um, I just feel like I have. I didn't, I'm very independent and very solo, and I realized that that's not the way I'm supposed to be. I'm supposed to rely on these people sometimes, and I'm supposed to let them in. And, like, I broke down. I started reading them the Rob Bresney horoscopes that week. It was, um, it was like, the second week of May, I think, bursting into tears, reading everybody's horoscope. And then I look at my Aunt Becky, and I'm like, do you want me to read yours? She goes, not if it's going to make you cry. Everything was making me cry. I just felt like this raw nerve, but I felt like I was absorbing stuff too. It was so profound. But that also, I think, relates to what I told you, where you and I are going through our Uranus opposition. Oh, sorry, Uranus. People don't like Uranus. (laughs) Uranus opposition. Well, it's interesting too, because you're talking about you don't know what, like this this experience like what's it going to serve like or what it will serve me but uh, to me it strikes as though if it's it's not so much about what it's going to be serving you in the future as what it was actually serving you in the present on this trip Um, Uh, I mean we always ascribe like future meaning like oh what's this going to mean for me when I see or like what's it so okay so what does it unlock for me in the future Um, more so than what is it what is the effect it's having on me currently in the moment of my life, which was pretty profound. Yeah. So um, without like kind of skirting over the, you know, the true value of it, like, it, it, you know, the value of it might not be in the future as much as it is in the moment. To me, like, it's, it kind of reminds me of what, what I tell yeah. certain people about like going to see stand-up comedy live. Um, sometimes there's been so many shows where something only happens for the people that were in that audience on that particular night. And it's, it's never going to be recreated. They're never going to get it again. And someone can try to recreate it if they want. A performer can, but it's not going to be the same. And it's just a moment, a, a very special moment in time that those people got to experience for themselves as a gift. And, um, yeah. and that's just the end of it sometimes. Yeah. And that's life. And you know what? Like even hearing you say that, and it doesn't have to be future. If you had asked me before, and you know, a lot of my family stuff, if you'd asked me, and and a lot of that, there was resolution, which in a million years, I had made my peace with a lot of horrible things. And there it's resolved in this weird ass way. It's resolved. But if you'd asked me before about my family, I would have been like, eh, this and this, whatever. I have a mom. Now I would say, I'm so lucky. I have all these people who love me. And I, like, I didn't feel that way. I, I never had that. I 
don't think. And, and, and I think that I stepped back because you see people behave fucked upidly and you say, oh, not for me. I'm, I'm above that. I'm not going to sponge that up. But then that's also not our role all the time. Like, yes, there are people who are going to bring us down, but there are people who are fucked up in ways that maybe, I don't know, like maybe they're worth it. They're worth it sometimes. I guess that's what I've learned. That maybe is, but you know what? I've learned a lot. (laughs) There's a lot here. Yeah, but Um, I mean, also it's, you know, there's a result of, you know, this is a lifetime of, you know, things you've gone through, things you've experienced. How did you adapt? How, to, how have you handled them? You, you've had to put up armor and, and be strong. Yeah. And, you know, and like defend yourself, um, you know, whether it's in your past relationships or just from the yeah. world in general. Um, so, because, you know, it goes back to what your contract is as well. Yeah. We were talking yeah. about earlier. And, and, and- Oh, sorry, go ahead. But no, but like, so what I'm saying is like maybe at some point uh, and maybe, and it's the point when it was supposed to happen because that's when it happened. But (laughs) now you have this, now you have this, finally you've reached a time in your life where you have this moment where you can take down some of this, you know, shielding. Yeah. You can remember and kind of get back into like, okay, like everybody that's involved here is in a different place now and have grown and have become older or wiser or whatever. So maybe that's why it's, uh, it's happening now. Yeah, you're right. And also this Uranus opposition, um, this is a big deal. And a lot of people are probably going through this as well. Um, like in our age group who don't even know it, but this is this is like the midlife crisis thing. This is like the biggest thing that happens in your chart ever. And whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, because you briefly told me before we started recording about this. But yeah, and so my birthday and my birth time all, means that I'm also in this. Yeah, and so yeah. you're saying this is the You're-ness biggest thing, like slow. one of the biggest thing that's going to happen. Yeah, this is this is the biggest time of our lives. This is this is you and I are going to fall apart a lot. But not. But now, unlike other times when we've fallen apart, we have the answers, which is part of this whole horrible process. It's like kind of like I mean, I'm just gonna say menopause in a way because we're turning into a different thing. Um, but and also, I'm really eager. I would love some menopause early if that is a possibility. Universe. Um, but this is okay. So Uranus opposition is the call to awaken the higher self. And, um, I'm sure a lot of people do know about this, but, uh, Uranus takes about 84 years to complete a full orbit. So right now you and I are born, uh, our, our Uranus is in Scorpio, which, um, means Taurus is its opposite. So it just entered Taurus and now, now we are kind of fucked because now it's the, the inner reflection, um, you only get it once in your lifetime unless you are a vampire. And, um, okay. What, okay. This is, I took some notes. This is the time it, we detach from the ego and observe things from an objective perspective. It is a rebirth of our self identity and it's going to go. Okay. Unless we resist our changing perspective and growth. Um, if, if we can't focus on what's scaring us, um, and, and, and like see what we have outgrown, then crisis and chaos occurs. So the, the goal here is to take what we've learned our entire lives. We're going to be kind of, my understanding is we are going to see some of our past shit that we've fucked up come back, 
in a way, not necessarily the same stuff or the, like the same situations, but like we're going to be dealing with things that we have learned better about and we have to go with this. It's also, um, I really like this, the um, Kundalini energy that rises through the chakra centers. Uh, what occurs now is that um, it's, it's, the energy is coiled at the base of our spine and at this age, the shell that encases the kundalini energy begins to fracture. That's after the that, that's where we are right now. That it is fracturing, um, and we give matter energy by interacting with interacting with it. So we can feel restricted. Um, but but the the challenge is like to break free and use our unique gifts and see what we're doing. Blah blah blah. Um, but it is going to be really fucking hard because this is like all of our chakra energy and integrating it with our, with our paths. Um, we can use it to illuminate our journey or we can be afraid of it and say, no, 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 no. And just like wallow, which I have to say, and I'm not proud of this. This started for us in March. Um, March and April were weird for me. I am, I have not been my best self. I was a I, every day I was like, don't be afraid, don't be afraid. And I would do whatever I could to shake it off and I would move through my life, but I wasn't moving at my normal speed at my normal rate of speed. Now knowing this and just having this amazing, all the experience I just had in the last um, two months, I, I have a much clearer perspective, but I think the challenge is going to be, cause it's going to be this, it, it's like, I, I have to look up when it ends for us but I think it's like a year and a half. Oh, wait, so wait, wait, wait. So you're yeah. saying this is like... This. There are different phases. We're in the first stage, and this is this is the this is the hardest, I think, because um, this is the internal crisis. Um, some people have psychological paralysis, no big deal, mental breakdowns. This is also when you see these dudes, like these dads who leave their wife, get a sports car, um, get hair plugs. When, when those dudes are doing that at like, um, between like 38 and 43, that's often because their, uh, your Uranus opposition is kicking in and they're fucking freaking out. But if we can just be calm and quiet and sit with it in our inner confrontation, I mean, this is like meditation has never been more important. I already did my meditative walk very early this morning before people were out, um, this phase, which I, I also was Googling, and I'm like, when does Uranus move into the next stage? Because this sucks. It's probably going to be a while. Um, what else was I going to say about that? I mean, it all makes <sighs> sense. I mean, because, I mean, that's like a, of an age of, you know, any person. I mean, I think the reason that everyone is familiar with the phrase midlife crisis is... Yeah. ...is because of this. And it's you, you reach a certain age where typically... Um, a lot of people have had the children, you know, in their early to mid twenties, that child, yes. is now, that child is now going through its first major rite of passage, which is high school graduation. I was just at my oldest niece's, um, high school graduation party, uh, a couple nights ago. And you see this big rite of passage for all these like teenage kids that are there, the, you know, yeah. And then you see all their parents who are drunker than them. You know what I mean? Because it's like, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. they're dealing with like, oh, my oldest child is now, is now like, you know, leaving the nest, so to speak, um, as they say. Yes. And so, yeah, I guess it makes sense. And if you don't, and if you're not careful, 
um, you know, when confronted with the reality of your own mortality in these situations, it's easy to go into that wallow mode. And, exactly. Um, almost be a, a woe is me kind of guy. Yeah. Um, and you can't measure what you have right now. I found the thing that I wanted to, to tell you. This is this. I really loved this. In this first stage, Ryan, we must remember that the outer world we have created is a reflection of our past. And the discord we are feeling is because established structures of our outer world no longer reflect our changing inner world. This is really problematic for me. I know. Me too. Me too. <laughs> this directly it's... correlates to a conversation I'm having with Sarah right now. Um, you know, when it comes to, um, you know, outer worlds and inner worlds, it's, it's so crazy. Uh, you know, and I, I guess you could, someone could from the outside who doesn't really believe in all this woo stuff could, could make the argument, well, this is always happening. Change is part of life. And, you know, you know, how we define it and measure it and, you know, what kind of characteristics we ascribe to it. Uh, you know, you put, you know, astrology and, you know, I just put like, Hey, this is, this is called getting older motherfucker. You know, it's yeah. like, well, no, there's, you know, it's fun to dive into the machinations of things. And, um, and I prefer these, these systems, but, um, the, uh, oh, it's so interesting because I'm, I'm, go I'm doing so many more projects that are like paranormally or, you know, you know, the occult related kind of stuff me that, too. It, that it's like dragging me away from it. It's not dragging me away from, but it's, I don't spend as much time on stand up as I used to because stand up used to be 100% of my life. And wow. then um, it all started five years ago or whenever I started the other podcast. But then, you know, slowly but surely these other things are happening. And, and what do I identify as as a person? Well, I'm a stand-up comedian, you know what I mean, um, who also is a paranormal investigator and an experiencer, you know, you know who loves magic yeah. and all this other kind of stuff. So now it's like, what is my identity to me? It's almost like an identity crisis yes. that I'm experiencing. Ego, ego. Well, and ego, I love this. Sarah has said so many things that now I hear in my head all the time. And one of them is um, ego sets us up to fail and its only real purpose is to protect us. So when ego is not just, when ego is not protecting you, just like tilt a fuck off. That's where I am right now. I also, I, everything I'm like, it's an illusion. Money, you're an illusion. The, the fucking people that I, I have disconnected from, the, the disconnection is an illusion because when we die, we're all part of that light. We're all part of that cloth. Like we all go back to each other. So all of it is like, it doesn't matter. All I have to do, and I have to get clear. I have to get really, really clear. Oh my God, Ryan, I was drinking my ass off all month. And oh, and this is great. You know, like when you, when you find a kid smoking and you make them smoke the whole pack of cigarettes so they never want to smoke again. I was in that pub. And I knew when I came home, I was going to not be drinking anymore. So the whole time I was drinking my ass off, I am so sick of liquor. I honestly am so sick of it. I, like, I will give it to people. I have liquor in my house. I'm going to give it to friends. I don't even want to look at it. But even though I was pretty shit-faced a lot, <laughs> I had so – I read my cousin. I, I gave her a reading, and it was very clear. It was all – I mean, I saw a lot of – incredible things for her. Um, I read these, um, two really lovely young people I met and it was really like, we went to the movies together and they're just like the funnest, the 
very young. I mean, like 18 and maybe 21, I think. And I'm just hanging out with them because I'm an indigo child. I'm never an actual adult. So it's nice. I feel like I can morph easily. Also, Sagittarius um, didn't feel weird, even though I was significantly older and going through my Uranus opposition, which they are a lifetime away from. Um, But like, I was reading people still. I had, I read this one person. She was shit faced when I was, I was shit faced reading her. She was shit faced. And her guides rushed in so hard on me and I didn't expect that. Cause usually, you know, when you're drunk, it's, it's, you don't get a lot of that. And they were like, tell her this. I didn't even have to look at her cards. And I, I mean, she's surrounding herself. She, there's no space. She wants to be loved. She's made no space. She's surrounding herself with assholes who can never give her love. And I told her, you got to make the space. Tell you what, I am not reading anybody for free ever again, because when you do it for free, they don't value it. And that is what I've learned. Sarah's always like, you got to get what it's worth. You got to get what it's worth, blah, blah. No, they don't get anything out of it. A free reading gets somebody nothing. And I only read her for free because she was shit-faced. And I was shit-faced. So I, we were shit-faced together <laughs> in my room. So, so the moral and, of the story is like, you, know, <laughs> you remove the shit-faced aspect of it and things change. <laughs> Um, yes. You know, because you're more aware of like, oh, you're I not going to be getting anything out of this because, yes. and, you know, and, it's, the other it's one, thing, and it's one thing if it's a friend, if you're, you yes. know, like, that's yes. different. But um, even, yeah. And, and I'll do that because friends, you know, I don't know, like it's, there's already inherent value there. Yes. Well, this one night I had to pull an all nighter cause I had a deadline and I stayed up all night. I stayed up till 7am. And I, I know I've mentioned this before where you were talking to me about like psychic abilities and getting enough sleep. And I said that thing when I'm exhausted, it's like the veil is tired too and the veil is lifted. Well, man, I was the only person awake in this incredibly haunted hotel and I needed to get coffee. Well, I go down to the kitchen in my pajamas. Um, super fun, by the way, to have. And my aunt is so sweet. If, if any vegans want to go to this hotel, she's got a lot of options for you. She is so, just so compassionate and generous and just this fucking bubbly bright spot. But so they, they, they left the kitchen unlocked pretty much every night, but especially the night I needed coffee. I go in there, pitch black dark. I'm scared out of my mind because and normally I'm walking through all the darkness and I'm talking to everybody and I'm telling them what Sarah has told me to tell the, the ghosts, which we'll talk about another time. Um, and I felt pretty good about it. But I got in the kitchen that night. I knew they wanted to get handsy. I knew they were feeling playful and there are a lot of them in the back kitchen. Well, I had to go into the back kitchen to turn on the outlet because in the goddamn UK, they turn their outlets on and off and then the coffee maker that's in the other room won't work. So I had to go in the back kitchen and I'm, I'm standing there and it is dark and I don't know how to turn the lights on back there. And I feel because I'm half, I'm, I'm, I have like one foot, I swear to God, Ryan, I had one foot in the other world. No joke. I felt like I could have just entered it, honestly, and I know how that sounds, but I felt like I could have just slipped away. And I'm standing there, and I feel all these little people, little ghosts, all rush up to me, but they're hiding because they think that I can see them, which I cannot in the moment, um, probably on purpose. They all rush up, and they're, like, hiding around the table, and I'm standing there, and I said, you guys... I appreciate your attention, but I don't want to be touched. I'm a little scared. I'm tired. I cannot be touched right now. Please do not touch me. Please don't. 
And I went in there because I knew they were going to touch me. I knew they were going to get all up on me. I went in there. I turned on the coffee maker. They did not touch me. Everything went fine. The other people who work there are also scared of that back room. And I told them, whatever's in there is not, it's not mean. It's, they're, they're little, they're little babies, I think. So I, I asked my aunt about it the next day. She tells me that's where the stable boys lived. And the upstairs is where they slept. And the upstairs is even creepier than the downstairs, probably because they're all still like nesting up there. But um, I thought that was so sad. It's all these little boys. It's all, and I knew they were little and they just felt like orphans, which they probably were. Um, Then that night I take my coffee upstairs and I am really um, revving. Like I felt, uh, I did feel, I did feel very vulnerable and um, scared. I was honestly scared of the ghosts and I hadn't been scared of them at all the whole trip. And this is like halfway through it. I go upstairs, I walk into my room and the first time I went into that room, everything came alive, but it wasn't ghosts. And I closed my eyes and I said, what are you? And it showed me all these crystal shards. And I was like, fucking fairies are in here. I mean, fey galore in this room. My aunt wanted to move me to another room and I was like, hell no. So I go in there after being traumatized in the kitchen, which they weren't, they weren't being mean. I was just scared. I walk into my room and it felt like, cause I am still wondering, I have to build this bridge to my fairies and I intend to do that. I walk into this room and I'm like, I feel them like a hug. Like everybody was like, it's okay. You're okay. Calm down. And I, I closed my eyes and I said, who's in here? And again, I saw all the little lights and now they were like fairy lights. I also saw one of them when I was um, reading somebody, I, I closed my eyes and I was trying to talk to her guides and I saw my white cat who ever since I've been home, he's playing with some, something I can't see. Um, I saw a fairy talking into his ear, like plain as day. So, um, I walk into the room, hug me. I'm asking what's in there. And that was when my cousin Danny, like for real started talking to me and it was incredible. And I could feel him. And it was just like, I know he's always with his mom or his sister and they live in different countries. And I feel like in that moment, he was probably with his mom nearby. She lives in the little cottage next door. And I think he just popped over because he could feel how afraid I was. And it was just like, he showed me this recent memory that his sister and I had made. And I was laughing my ass off in this moment. And at first, the way he showed it to me, he showed me like this little snake you mean with you were a laughing crown. when he showed it to you or you were laughing in the moment that he was showing you was a moment where I you was, were laughing? I was, I, it was a moment where I was laughing in the oh, past. Oh, okay. Because I'm yeah. imagining you at like, you know, late at, you know, so early in the morning. <laughs> Delirious. You just in this hotel or this, you know, pub. Yes, uh, yeah. Place at the hotel, and you're just oh. gotta, you're making coffee alone. I don't keep your hands off me. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Just laughing. Ryan, the, the medium I saw called me. Oh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Okay, let me finish. This. So, so he he shows me this moment, and it was like it, it. It's just. It was just so beautiful, and he was one of the most perfect people who ever lived. He was a double Gemini. Of all my family members, I could talk shit. I could tell you something about anybody. Not a single thing about this person. He was pure love. He was an 11. Funniest, sweetest guy. 32. 32. Or th- I think he was 32. might have been 33, but I'm pretty sure. I'm probably saying 33 because his 33rd birthday is this week coming up. Um, 
Yeah, but he was so young. There was no way this should have happened, except I believe he and his girlfriend, who was also just out of this world, incredible human being, they had a hard time in this world. They had a hard time because of outside forces and fucking assholes ruining it. And I think that they had to go somewhere else. I think they had to go somewhere else to be together. I really think that was the case. Um, and it, I, I, like, I mourn him mostly for his mom and sister, but man, that night when I felt him, it just like opened a wound. It opened such a wound, but it also just that we can call on these people. Like you have access to your people. They're never gone. But then I go to my window and it's like this old tiny window amazing. You open them. There's no screen. You could fall out of the window. She's got flower boxes. It's the cutest cobblestone neighborhood of all time. It's adorable. It looks like a movie set, this whole town. And I go to the window and I lean out the window and I'm just breathing fresh air and the sun is starting to come up. And all of a sudden, all these crows start landing on the house across from me. Now I lean out this window all the time. I have never seen a bunch of crows out there. They all land on this house. And I said, are you here for me? And they're like, rah, rah, rah. <laughs> and they all just start calling to me. And I was like, cool, this is awesome because I've waited the whole trip. I kept seeing crows and grackles and I've been saying this for weeks. I want a crow feather. I want a crow feather. I got raven feathers from the Tower of Raven, and those things are beasts. If anyone's in London, you've got to go to the Tower of London just to see the ravens. They actually have giant ravens that they keep on site, and they run around and they harass people for muffins. And I posted a video of them to my Instagram that is out of this world. But I'm, I'm talking to these crows for a minute, and then I go back to work, and then I finally go to sleep. The next day, I go downstairs at like 1.30 for breakfast, and my Aunt Becky hands me a black feather and says, honey, a crow finally gave you a crow feather. They, this was left on my outside my house. And it couldn't leave it outside the hotel door because somebody else would have taken it, but it left it at her house. And I was so giddy. I told her everything that happened the night before. And I was like, I just told those motherfuckers they owed me a feather. <laughs> but so now, now I have a crow feather from the UK and a raven feather from the Tower of London. That's really cool. Uh, can't now wait to alter it up. makes me want to ask a lizard for its tail. Mm. Well, that's a little more painful, I imagine. Maybe. What? What is... Okay, I've been talking a lot and I have more talking to do, but you talk now for a while. What is the thing? What was <laughs> the thing? How, that's not how this happens. <laughs> right. no. Okay, I've looked. Okay, uh, <laughs> chunks of a while. Okay, no, uh, you talk for a while now. No, we're at like an hour. No. So I'd okay, like but- to wrap this up with the um, with the magic moment. Yes. Okay. Magic moment. Let me get to it. Okay. So this is our new segment for quick and easy spells. Um, and oh, I oh say- before we do. Yeah. Um, and as a reminder, th- like we are recording this on the new moon. And it's like, yeah, new moons are so great. I mean, and I'm not They're just saying so that great. because, you know, we've talked about this before, but like, you know, new moons make me like, I'm, I'm, I think I'm at like my most sexually um, horny or whatever. I, I don't know the best way to say it without sounding like a child. I'm so horny. Um, no, I know what you mean. But like the new moon is just like peak season. Um, uh, for whatever reason, it like makes me crazy almost. But, um, so it's like the, does it, 
what we're getting ready to talk about, does that relate to to that at all? Like as far as um, practical use yes. or what we're doing? This is well this is this is more about um like June is Vestalia, June seventh through the fifteenth. Um it's about the goddess Vesta from oh, um, shoot. Rome. Oh, we have to talk about this that is? again because um well, no, because of a we thing should, I'm doing during that. Because it goes for a while. Well, I'm because I'm doing a very specific thing in that window for like Ooh. six days. Oh well, and also your cancer, Ryan. So she's uh, the protector of women, but your energy is, you know, feminine. Not to mine's mine's masculine as that's true. It's so but funny. I, I was at you, a, uh, I was at a bar in downtown Dayton last night uh, uh-huh. for a friend's birthday, and there was a few of us hanging out. And then something come up, something happened, and I said, "It's okay. I have a very feminine energy." And uh, <gasps> <laughs> and, yes, and uh, everyone kind of laughed, but then kind of like just kind of nodded their head. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, no, I don't, that's not an compliment. insult at all. I mean, no, a, it's a total not... compliment. You know, you're not a fucking a mask, easily emasculated man, man. There are a lot of them though. I'm to, huh. Um, so this <laughs> is, that's like a whole this... other podcast <laughs> captured in that 1.3 seconds of, uh, no, oh, but, kidding. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. Let's get, back, let's get back to the magic moment. Okay. So June is pride. Huge. Um, Big shout out and blessings to all the black women who came up with our favorite gay phrases and the heroes of June 1969 who were fed up with the police brutality at Stonewall. Huge for that. June already has really great energy. Um, LGBT plus women, both of us get the shit end of the stick. Now we will have to handmaid's tail our way out of this uh, anti-abortion thing happening. Anywho, this is a really great time to uh, be empowering women. And that is what this goddess does. Um, So the whole shtick, uh, guardians of virginity, protectors of the sanctity of marriage, boo, whatever, who cares? Um, But also sanctity of marriage. Well, some people might like, some people might really love that. Oh, fine. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> we don't, I've been we don't married too many it. times. We, we don't have to boo it. But. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's, like, it's like I smoked an entire pack of cigarettes. I drank at a pub all month. I've been married too many times. Um, okay, so... Um, in some towns, perpetual flames were maintained to honor her. I really like that. If there's any way for you to do a perpetual flame safely, I am trying to figure that out right now. I'm also trying to figure out, Ryan, you would love this. They make rose quartz bathtubs, a giant rose quartz that's, that you can bathe in. Have you seen this yet? That's got to be so expensive. Oh, I want it so bad. It's like thousands of dollars and you got to have it shipped from like Brazil or something. Anyway, it's, it's impossible, but it's now the dream. Um, okay. So, um, so, okay. Honoring her, she, uh, there's like a bunch of virgins who lived in her temple and I don't like this. You had to be of nobility to be one of these virgins, which like is some elitist bullshit, but also who wants to be a virgin their whole life. So whatever. And also they were more likely to be forced into horrible marriages. So maybe it was for the best, but the Vestal virgins, um, what they would do, they would, um, sweep the temple all these days, like clean the temple and sweep it into what was then a marsh. And, keep the flame alive, blah, blah, blah. So what we can do, and I am encouraging people. I have so many people asking me things like, um, have you ever heard from this goddess? Have you ever worked with this goddess? If, if somebody's speaking to you, work with them. I mean, if it's Satan, I don't know, maybe think on it. I don't know. I don't have Satan speaking to me, but you know, if a goddess is speaking to you or, um, uh, 
I guess even a god for the men. I'm just giving more power to the goddesses. Just in ask my yourself, mind. what would Sabrina do? What would yes? Oh my god, Ryan, that's such a great thing. We need to. <laughs> I'm making that meme. I'm making it. I was, when we get off this call, I'm making that meme. Um, okay, so this is a good way to open yourself up to a potential goddess who might want to work with you. So, and I have that friend who does. She was like the most powerful witch I ever knew growing up. And when I spoke to her recently, she said, yeah, I don't really do magic anymore. I just kind of call on Greek goddesses. And I was like, how does that work? And she told me that story. Do you remember me telling you this? Um, this was fucking bonkers. The, the goddesses gave her these three names. And she said to her husband, do these names mean anything to you? And he said, no. Later, she finds out he's spending their money on these strippers who are also sex workers and paying them for sex, um, the, their real names, the names he didn't know, he knew their stripper names, their real names are the names of the three um, goddesses. God damn it. Do you remember what it was? Do you remember me telling you this? It was the three goddesses from what? I'm not exactly sure you've ever told me this story. Uh, uh, and if you did, maybe it was a couple crazy. months ago. But, um, the, I'll, uh, I'll figure it out. But well, they told obviously, her. I mean, one of them, it's not like uh, Athena or... You know, no. I'm thinking of like Lilith, uh, but the, I'm not even sure Lilith is. I, I think she's Greek. Um, it's a trio that actually do something together. Oh, really like the three sirens. Maybe. Do what you are the chances that three women who work together have those are their real names? Right. And yeah, their real names, no less. So what, but seriously, though, like <laughs> that's insane. That's insane. Well, she busted his ass. And then I was like, oh, my God, are you going to get a divorce? And she goes, no, I don't care about him having sex with other people. I just don't want him to waste our money. And that's a Sagittarius with a Scorpio moon. I, that gives me hope for myself. Um, I'm, <laughs> I, don't, I mean, don't get twisted. I'm not doing no open relationships at this stage. But, well, who knows? Who knows? With, I mean, you uh, are like on a dime. You are turning on a dime halfway yeah. through sentences. Like, I'm not going to do no open relationships. Okay, who knows? Maybe I could be. <laughs> right. You know, I'll we never do this. But I mean, now. I don't know. We'll see we, what happens. we got to stay open with this Uranus opposition or we'll crack. We'll, yes, we'll yeah. shatter. Okay. So the magic that you guys should be doing, um, and it starts the 7th. And there are a lot of people who like, it's a whole week. Um, and we can talk about this again. I can, I, I'll see if there's anything else for um, next week. But... People like to do something different every day. I came home and just like already pre-motivated by who knows what. I'm throwing away everything. And you know how usually you want to like donate it to Goodwill so you feel like someone will still value it? No. Fuck that. It's going in the garbage. Everything's going in the garbage. I don't care. I just need space and cleanliness. So the first thing you want to do, clean your home. You want to treat it like it is a temple, um, especially the kitchen because that was her her domain. Um, the next Remind thing you want to do, um, Vesta, right? Vesta. And Vesta? this is like the week of Vesta. Yes. Yes. Um, she also worked alongside the goddess Juno and you know, I hated that movie. So that's interesting. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. The other thing you can do. So you, yeah, you want to treat your home like a temple. There, there are some witches who like to burn their brooms. Like they sweep with a broom and then they burn it. For during this week, um, like, like you can kind of, this, it's fun because you can make this whatever you want, which is all magic really. But another thing that a lot of people like to do, cake baking is really traditional where you bake a cake and you offer it to her. Um, I have a problem if I offer something to a goddess, I don't want to consume it myself. I feel like that's cheating. 
but many witches don't feel that way. So you can make whatever you want. You can also make like a beautiful cake for your friends and family and just offer her a slice and put that on your altar, whatever you want to do. Um, but how long do you keep it there? Well, it kind of depends on how you feel about that. I, I see people let fruit straight up rot on their altars and that I don't, if I were a goddess, I'd be like, no, you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. just insulting, like rotten fruit. So when the ants maybe, come, the offering's done. Yes. There. When the ants come, we have to rhyme that when the ants come, uh, when the ant, what rhymes with done come the offering's done. No, that rhymes. Never mind. I mean, it's, you it's got close it. enough. I was going to say, it. uh, you know, uh, like when the when the ants come, you know, you know. Oh wait, some some rhymes with it. So if you, if you, you alter it, they will come. If you if alter you, it, they will come. If you bake it, they will. You know, this it, is getting. If you alter it, they will come. <laughs> but when the ants are there, you know it's done. Oh, oh, that's so good. We got so many memes out of this episode. <laughs> Even though you didn't get to talk a lot. Well, we okay. can talk more about like, you know, because like my meditation story isn't like a short story either. So, you know, because there's a lot going on there. But um, is that the, okay, so, yeah. for, so you wanna, from the 7th yeah. through the 15th. Oh, nice white for, candle. For Vesta. Yeah, you want to just, just like, escort bad energy out of your home. You know, people like to sage. I think sage is a little too bleachy for me. It just takes everything out and then everything can get in too. That's, that's what I don't like about sage. Um, you can sage, especially if you just had something bad happen. Um, I came home and I had a lovely cat sitter here and her energy was great. Like the place feels great. I'm not saging after her. Um, but you know what to do. You know what I mean? Like burn stuff, burn what you like a nice white candle for Vesta. Um, you know, whatever, whatever lady stuff you're into, you want fertility, you want, um, to feel sexier. This is a good time to ask her for it. She's into, uh, helping us. Um, you want abortions to be legal in your fucking country. That's a good one for the altar. No doubt. I'm going to alter um, that. I think, uh, too, when it comes to like the, the imagery of like, you know, the Vestal virgins and all that kind of stuff, I yes. think, you know, I think, what that really speaks to is like purity, right? I mean, because virginity speaks to like pure. Um, yes. So, like, as long as you're, you know, like really focus on Ooh. trying to have pure intention, I yes. think that's what that represents. So, like, you know, you know, come from like, and don't be ashamed of what your pure, you know, want and desires are. And, like, you know, so, like, yeah. really be, really be, also, it's okay to be honest with yourself. Treat your home like a temple and treat your body like a temple. It's hard sometimes to purify after a breakup, like to, to get the last guy out of your system. You know, it's a really good time for cord cutting in general, especially we and got cord cutting is an ongoing process, by the way. Like, oh, no shit. It's like, oh gosh. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I can't okay. wait to hear about this. <laughs> okay. Let's, uh, let's, uh, let's put a, uh, you know, a vestal bow on this. Um, a vestal bow. So, uh, Ooh, yeah. that sounds like sexy. Vestal bow sounds like really sexy lingerie. Oh yeah. That'd be nice. Like, um, you know, yeah. Okay. And then it's all like naughty baby, like sugar daddy branding. Anyway, if anybody needs copy for this, I'm, I need a job right now. So <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Well, this is, um, this has been fun. I think um, we have to remind people that they can find us at thisiswherethemagichappens.com. Um, yes. 
on Instagram and Twitter. We're we're all uh, we're um, Magic Moment on Twitter and on Instagram, um, where magic happens. I believe is where? the Instagram. Uh, I believe you're correct. And then I'm rising uh, on you know Instagram and Twitter. Give uh, you should be you know give Angela and I a follow on both of those because uh, she's lovable on Instagram and I think you're just Angela Lovell on Twitter, right? Yes, and I had some really cool pictures on Instagram because I got to leave the country. So and stamps in my passport. That's what I live for. It's so fun. Um, okay, so next week. We'll talk about other stuff that we did not get to talk about. Mostly Ryan's interesting stories, and I will not talk as much. Well, Can't wait. Well, well, I mean, I don't think that's going to happen. But um. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! <laughs> and Have also, you read thanks. Our latest- Oh, it's oh like no! I, uh, our, some of our podcast reviews are like, "Shut up, Angela." <laughs> oh, I have not. I have not. Um, I'm just kidding. They're I try not, that not mean. to. Uh, although I should go over there and look at them. I mean, like I have that. Like uh, that's much different than like reading YouTube comments. I try to stay away from like, the comments, but reviews are different. I should go Isn't check those out. Isn't that funny? It's been um, a minute also, since I looked at them. You guys, uh, you are giving us good feedback. In the, I honestly, uh, I, as a Sagittarius who admits she doesn't know everything, which is rare, um, I. I have taken some of the criticism seriously. Um, feel free to just email us, though. You don't got to put that in a freaking... Uh... Oh, you know what else? I took all the people off the altar. Everybody who wrote a review, a five-star review, not the one who wrote a three-star review with criticism. She didn't get to go. But everybody who wrote a five-star review, I put you in a little bag, and you went all over Portugal and England with me. Oh, that's really cool. The, all the little names in a little bag. I took them all. It was amazing. I mean, I felt like I was doing something special. You know what? I, I like the idea way. of keeping those, like, like um, that we'll be keeping those, like, you know, through the entirety and, like, on different I, journeys and things as well. I have to say, I had there was an altar in the Voodoo Museum a long time ago. I don't know if it's still there, but people would put their, anybody could come in and put their photos on it. Um, I'm always going to keep an altar for anybody who writes his five-star reviews. I um, currently have not set up my altar because I'm cleaning and cleansing and getting ready rebuild. for it. You got to rebuild. Yes. 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 And it needs to be good. Like I, it has to be solid and powerful. Um, so anybody I'm going to do it probably forever until I move in with, um, a roommate who's like, Hey, that's weird. And then, uh, no, you know what? We're not doing that either. Then you'll just nope. have a, That'll... you'll just have a hidden altar. Ooh. Yeah. Point. Which I'll probably do it. I will never stop doing it. I think it, it really makes me feel good. Like you're going to move in with somebody who's not into this. Yeah. Right. Can you imagine? I'm like, you know what I'm doing? I'm looking at my past experiences. I'm looking back and I'm like, Nope, not going to do that. Uranus opposition. But I have to look at it, Ryan. I have to look at it or I'll crack. 18 more months. Oh my god! Oh my god! I have to get all the details on this. If anybody actually is a and by the way, this is not an excuse to be like an asshole, an asshole, and a whining bastard for the next mm-hmm. year and a half. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to keep that in mind because I will yes. seize any opportunity to be like, you know, I would have done it, but yep. uh, you're in his opposition. You know what I mean? No. Um, if but, anything, uh, we have to be stronger now. Yeah, that's a call to arms. Yep. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well thank you so much for listening uh, we appreciate you and thanks again for the reviews um, you know and uh, we look forward to uh, you know more and more <laughs>